You're listening to the Marnie on the Move podcast live from the UFOS Recovery Lounge pop-up at Ironman World Championships in St. George, Utah. Have patience, have joy and gratitude and enjoy the journey and enjoy the process. And if your heart is filled with that gratitude for being able to do and accomplish the things that your body is allowing you to do, then you will have that joy and then you'll have that success. That was Jocelyn McCauley. This is Marnie Salop. Thanks for tuning into my podcast, Marnie on the Move. Each week, I will be inviting interesting, innovative, movers and shakers to join me on the show and share their story. You will discover and hear from thought leaders, experts, influencers, and entrepreneurs from the worlds of wellness, sports, beauty, fitness, fashion, and more. Marnie on the Move will feature an eclectic mix of people I know, work with, and think are generally doing cool things. On each episode, I sync up with my guests about life, career, and training, and showcase their expertise and story. Hello and welcome to the Morning on the Move podcast. We are live from the UFOS Recovery Studio pop-up in St. George, Utah, and we are here with professional triathlete Jocelyn McCauley, and we are also here for the Ironman World Championships. Huge thank you to our sponsors at UFOS and Inside Tracker. Before we dive in to our conversation, shout out to our partners at UFOS. UFOS is a global leader in recovery footwear, founded by a team of industry veterans looking to help runners and fitness enthusiasts recover better from their workouts. As a triathlete and runner, I live in these shoes when I'm not clipped in or out on a run. I even keep them in transition on race day or in my post-run race recovery bag. Made with revolutionary UFOM technology, UFOS are designed to absorb 37% more impact than traditional footwear, so your body doesn't have to, helping you recover and recharge between sessions. From professional athletes to casual walkers, UFOS footwear will make your hard-working feet and body feel better. Head over to UFOS.com to shop all styles and feel the ooh. Now, on to our conversation. Jocelyn, thanks for being here today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Congratulations on <laughs> Ironman Texas. Yeah, yeah. I um, I left Texas on Tuesday and just flew straight here. It was just easier. Yeah. Like, because when you only have two weeks between Ironman, like you need to like really focus on recovery and then, you know, getting ready for the next race. And so it was just easier to come here than go home and then come here. So. Right. Yeah. And in terms of all the travel and everything. Yeah. Travel takes it out of you. Yeah. So I've been, ta- I've been asking everyone about that because I've had my own experience with traveling and trying to stick to my training program, which is now officially out the window. And I was training for something, but uh, it's what really it? challenging. I am supposed to do the Ironman 70.3 Virginia Blue Ridge Mountains on June 5th. Oh, this is like big training time. For yep, you. it's the sports specific training time, and I am not working out. But it's okay because I'm not gonna. I'm 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 just doing it for the bike. Yeah, that's I'm just doing people. it to climb up the 4,000 feet over three miles. I'm just doing that. That's the only part of the race I'm doing. Oh, that's fun. Because <laughs> I think I'll be dead after that yeah. from not training. <laughs> but um, yeah, so talk to me about Texas. That was amazing. Like, what was it like doing that course? And yeah. Yeah, um, 
I actually, I was asked the question a lot, like how many times have you done this race right beforehand? And so I had to count, like, you know, it's been a lot of times when you have to count. Yeah, <laughs> and you're like, totally. How many? So it was number seven in Texas, which was crazy to me. Um, I didn't finish one of those. So I guess technically six, if you want to say. Yeah. But, but yeah, so it's, it's been my home. Like it's been my, uh, I grew up there, born and raised, not in Houston, just uh, an hour and a half north. Basically. Okay. And so it was like, it's the closest to a, like a hometown race that I'm going to be able to have ever. And so I've always loved that race. It was my very first race as an amateur ever, um, where I qualified for Kona the first time when I was an amateur. And, and so it's just, it means a lot to me for different reasons. Um, but it's also been a race that's been really horrible to me. It's been a race that I've had three flats in the bike and got my, uh, my shifting stopped working. Um, on the same race, it's been a race where I just have, uh, been sick and, you know, try to gut through a race. It's been a race where I got heat exhaustion and passed out half a mile from the finish line, um, and still finished the race. Wow. <laughs> After that. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. And then in 2019, it was a race where I went wire to wire with, you know, a reigning world champion, Daniela Reef, and led her off the bike, which had never happened before. And then, um, led her in the, in the run for the whole marathon, except for the last 10 K, which was the, the part that matters, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. And so going back to it and, you know, being able to really, you know, deliver and win that race was just really special to me. Um, uh, from all of my history, uh, at that race and, and all my history in Texas, because it's my second training home. I go there and I, I stay with a wonderful family, the Quins, um, that become family to me. And um, so, yeah, it just meant a lot to be able to do that. And it was also my very first win on U.S. soil. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. In your hometown, basically. Basically. We'll call sort it of. my hometown. <laughs> yeah. In your back, in, in close to where you are. My hometown's are. backyard. <laughs> yeah, totally. And so were your daughters there? Yes, that is always so amazing for me to have my family at races. And so they hadn't actually been to an Ironman of mine since before COVID. How old are they? Um, so I have a one-year-old and a nine-year-old. Oh, my God. She was eight during the race, but she turned nine the day after. So, <laughs> And she must, is she like so proud of you? Yeah. Yeah. It's so fun because she like tells her like um, classmates and stuff that yeah. like my mom's an Ironman. She swims and bikes and runs and you know she's awesome and blah 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 and they really don't care they don't so. know they have no concept <laughs> no they really have no concept I mean she doesn't really have much of a concept either but she still thinks it's like kind of cool that she gets to travel around and and go to these races and stuff and and so because it was her birthday on Sunday I said if I win then you can come back to the midnight finish with me and we can welcome in your birthday as we welcome in the like last athletes of the race and so we all went back for the midnight finish and that was just super fun to like really have her there and experience that as well because yeah. I think the midnight finishes are something that everyone should experience if they can because yeah. they're just so electrifying and energizing and and just so inspiring. Yeah, no, that sounds like a great idea. I want to do that. Yeah. I want to see who's coming in at midnight here. I mean, yeah. and this course is, it's so different than Texas, right? So slightly. how are you? <laughs> slightly. <laughs> yeah, we, we had wind in Texas and there's maybe wind here. Actually, it doesn't look like crazy wind anymore. It was going to be. Yeah, but. no, 
it could change in another two days too. So. Yeah. I mean, you never know what's going to happen, right? That's what we love about this sport. Exactly. Um, Texas has like negative elevation. Yes. <laughs> Not really, but. <laughs> well, did you do the, um, have you, did, did you do the 70.3 in uh, the Austin 70.3 ever? No. Oh, cause we went to Texas to do that and thought it was going to be warm, but it was actually freezing, freezing in the morning. We had to go to Target and buy like all kinds of like warm throwing gear. Yeah. 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 A lot of professional athletes were competing in that race. Some of them got hypothermia, like when it's hypothermic <sighs> shock. It was one of the coldest days, I guess, in Austin. I don't know. That's <laughs> never. insane. Yeah, it was insane. Yeah, and then they canceled it. So, yeah, but you never did that one. No. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. <laughs> so I actually, I don't um, train or race on Sundays. Okay. And so that's like something weird about me, I guess. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So I travel a lot, to be honest. Um, like, there's plenty of races out there to do for sure, but yeah. it does make my race schedule a little bit more dictated by what races are available. Awesome. Yeah. So back to, back to the terrain here. Um, it is obviously very different from Texas. Yeah. It's hilly. It's dry versus humid. Yeah. And it's hilly. Yeah. So what are, I'm sure you've been doing all kinds of race recon over the past few days since you've been here. What part of the course are you most excited about? The Veo climb. So it's just the big loop that we do. It's the biggest climb of the whole thing. And the thing is, is there's like two punchy hills that you have to come out of arrow, but everything else you're just in arrow. And it's just like this gradual climb. And it's just so gorgeous. There's a reservoir out there also. And it's just, it's just beautiful. And I mean, in, in the Utah St. George type of beauty, which I think every place has a different type of beauty, but But yeah, so I, yeah, like not that you're really enjoying the atmosphere when you're racing, you're really just head down and go, but, um, but you're still absorbing the bio photons, like the the energy from the light and the ground and the terrain, like you're still getting all those positive vibes. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Are you, so you're excited for the Veo climb? Yes. I'm a little bit nervous for the descent from that, but it's just because it's so stinking fast. And in terms of like being out there on the course, like, do you have any sort of mantras that keep you going or, you know, positive self-talk if you're facing challenges or something happens? Well, it's funny you ask that because I, I am a hundred percent about power of words. Like I think that words that you say to yourself and words that you say out loud have, have the power to do amazing things or horrible things to yourself. And I mean, I, I think that, you know, everyone can experience that with, you know, even the body movements that you do and how they can make you feel and and things like that. And so anyway, with that, um, there are some things that I write on my hands, um, to help me because I, it gets all washed off in the water, but I know that I had it there and it was imprinted on me. And so it helps me bring that into memory. And so, um, I obviously write Scott, Emmy, and Sydney. Well, I actually write Squid because that's her nickname, but that's my family. And they are first and foremost in um, this journey with me. Um, And then on one of my hands, I write Calm Inner Drive to Conquer. Um, A coach told me that once, um, to have the Calm Inner Drive to Conquer in a race. And it just really spoke to me. Um, Because I think that a lot of times when we're racing and stuff, we can have that craziness and especially at a world championship there's going to be a lot of blow-ups in this race um just with the course and it being a world championship it just it just happens people try to 
bike outside their abilities or you know, race outside their abilities because if they don't, then they're not going to get the result that they want. And so it's go big or go home. Yeah. And so calm inner drive to conquer. Um, and then another word that really speaks to me is believe. Um, specifically, believe your dreams because that's what I want to. Um, you're going to make me cry because I no, miss you're going to make me cry. So and I never cry. <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, I want my daughters to grow up knowing that they can believe their dreams and they can go out and accomplish them or try their darndest to. And that's cool too. <laughs> and so, um, that's on my other hand and, and then on the inside of my hand. So this is my secret word is champion champion because that's always the goal. Yeah. You got to put it out there into the universe and make it happen. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, these words have meaning. Yeah. Um, and putting them out there, um, is very powerful. I think that's amazing and wonderful. And I think I might be doing that for my next race. I guess awesome (laughs) advice. I mean, I think it's inspiring and words really do have power. Yeah. And now are, is your daughter who's nine, is she into sports or anything like that? Yeah, she is. So she loves gymnastics. And oh, so awesome. she, um, season is just over. And so I'll just do my proud mom movement as she is the Idaho state bars champion. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. She's like a little powerhouse. So she's like completely opposite of me with my training, right? Like I'm like, endurance and just go forever and she's just like spunky little jumper like and stuff and so like I've tried to like get her to come out and run with me like just like a mile and stuff and about half a mile she's like mom I'm done (laughs) that's so funny that's really cute but she's got the same like drive to be good oh yeah oh yeah yeah. and so she her uh, gymnastics coach always says especially on the bars she's just so fearless yeah and I think that's like kind of one of my mantras of what I want to be is I want to have a fearless mind and, you know, just race fearlessly. Yeah. And, um, how, how did you get into triathlon? Like what was your journey into this sport? Yeah. So that's an awesome story because we're here in St. George. Um, so my sister Meredith, um, like loved, you know, doing training and racing and, and stuff. And she decided to embark on this crazy endeavor of Ironman. I was like, it's like a long day. Are you sure you want to do that? That's, that's not humanly possible. Like, yeah. That's just crazy. Like, let's stick to marathons, maybe. Like, that seems like more manageable. Totally. And yeah, no, so she signed up for the 2011 St. George Ironman here. And um, I came and, and, you know, what we call it is Sherpaing. So really just like being, you know, helping someone. Right, along. like being on their support team. Yeah, helping them in their Your journey. Sherpa. Exactly. And so... Um, I came here and was her Sherpa. Well, I actually flew down to Texas, drove her here, and then was her Sherpa here. And so, um, you know, that was my first time experiencing an Ironman and really seeing what all of this was about and, you know, being there at the start, which is just so motivating and uplifting and energizing and then being there at the finish and just seeing the emotions that come out, just pouring out of everything. And and so I, uh, I loved it. And then she did it in 2012 and... That was a crazy year here, but I still loved it. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and so eventually, after a couple of years, I was like, I just got to do one of these. And you just, caught the bug. Yeah, just experience it, right? Like, you just got to experience it. And, yeah. you know, then, yeah, I did Ironman Texas in 2014 and did really well. And so, so I was like, well, 
I guess I want to experience more. <laughs> and now is your sister still racing? <laughs> she is. She's going to be here. She comes in tonight. So oh, awesome. Her and her husband will be racing here. Is she just like, oh my God, I can't believe you're a pro and she's doing it as an age I'm grouper. just her sister. <laughs> you're just her sister. That's awesome. That's amazing. Yeah. Is she older or younger? Older. Older. Yeah, I'm the All youngest right. of three. So. Oh, cool. You have, I have two sisters also. Yeah. I'm the oldest. Ah, yeah. Yeah. So my younger sister is 10 years younger and she's kind of into running. Oh, I mean, she is into running. We did a 5k together. Oh, cool. She lives in Maryland, but we did the rock and roll 5k just this November. I'm slowly recruiting her. But she has to run. She's doing. She has to run further yeah. first. Yeah, yeah. Yes. she's got to do a half marathon. My other sister is like, no way. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah. So you know, I started doing this, and then my, my Meredith and I, yeah. the middle and me, would start. I would talk about this like whole Ironman stuff all the time, and my oldest felt left out, and so she was like, "Well, I got to do one of these and experience it." And so she started a text message thread, and it's called Iron Ladies. Oh wow! <laughs> so it's the, just us sisters and text message thread, and um, she did Ironman Texas 2016. Oh so. cool! That's yeah. amazing. Yeah, so. I love that. It, That's it a cool fun. story. It was. It was yeah. a lot of fun to experience it all together. I was able to like medal both of them at the finish line. And so it was super cool. Wow. There's a lot of power in this like family for you with this sport. And yeah. I mean, it, it's, I think for everyone, there's like so much power in the sport in terms of community and just like achieving big goals and having your family there to share it with you or special people in your life. But it sounds like it's like really like that for you. Yeah, it is. It is. Family means everything to me. All right. Hope you are enjoying this conversation. Just jumping in here to give a shout out to today's sponsors, Inside Tracker. As you know, I like to be on the inside track when it comes to my health. I am a huge advocate of preventative health care, food is medicine, and optimizing my nutrition whenever I can. Which is why Inside Tracker is my go to when it comes to personalized nutrition based upon blood biomarker analysis and DNA. Inside Tracker is the ultra personalized nutrition platform that analyzes your blood, DNA, and lifestyle to help you optimize your body from the inside out. It transforms your body's data into meaningful insights and a customized action plan of the science-backed nutrition recommendations you need to optimize your health. Get 20% off today at insidetracker.com slash Marnie on the move. I don't know what your next race is going to be. I'm sure you're really focused on this one at the moment. Yes. <laughs> but as a triathlete, I'm sure you have a six-year strategy, uh, <laughs> long-term strategy. How do you recover and, and how do you get into active recovery. Yeah. So uh, like I mentioned, Sunday is my off day. Um, and so Sunday, the day after this race will just be like church and then other commitments that I have and stuff. And so, um, after that, it'll start real recovery and stuff. Uh, what I would love to do here is go hike in Zions cause it's like back door here. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. It's beautiful and gorgeous. And I've done a lot of hikes in there and just love it. And I mean, I think something that, you know, is, um, one of your themes, it seems, is that, you know, the nature gives you a lot of energy back. And I totally believe that um, being out in 
in my beliefs, God's creations, I think is just such a blessing and such, um, a uplifting thing. And so, um, you know, that's what I'll start doing on Monday is, is going outside as much as I can. Um, generally I'll also do like a bike ride just because you're not running at that point. Yeah. And so, not yet. No, no. <laughs> so like an hour ish bike ride and then a lot of kicking in the pool Yeah, because that pool feels really good afterwards yeah. too. Like the colder, the better. Yeah. 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 Maybe just go into sand hollow. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I think it's like 60 right now or something. Oh, really? I haven't yeah. been there. I was thinking, you know, when we were packing to come here and also overpacking to come here. <laughs> Always. Yeah. I, I want to talk about that because that seems to be a triathlon. Like it's in our DNA, like the overpacking. Oh, actually, I, uh, uh, I am not. I am uh, not a sky. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah. She's sky, like, yeah. I, I'll, I have like the like less packing, the better just because... I do travel to races a ton and I do travel internationally a ton and I don't want to have to pay another like hundred or 150 bucks for another bag. So generally I have my bike bag and a carry on and a backpack. That's it. I'm so envious. Yeah. (laughs) So, okay. So what are some things that you like can't leave home without that you take with you uh, to every race besides your family? (laughs) Well, yeah, well, this is actually uh, part of my family kind of. So, um, I, uh, when I only had Emmy, like she would send me with one of her stuffed animals, but now I travel with two stuffed animals. Um, one from Emmy and one from Sydney that I take with me. And so I can have like, I can snuggle them in a way. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So right now I have a pig called pickles and then a bear called Jim bear. So, um, that's who came here. Um, I usually try to count them smaller. These guys are a little big, but, um, gosh, other than that, I mean, all my, my try stuff like bikes, uh, whatever swimsuit or wetsuit or um, goggles cap. Like how many pairs of goggles do you bring with you? Two. Oh my God. Sorry. No, it's all good. I mean, I, I okay. So this is my minimalist packing, right? Yeah, so this it's good. Whole I love trip, it. Uh, yeah, it's a three week trip because I went Texas and here. Um, I brought one cap, and I actually like it was it was on its last leg, and I wasn't thinking about that, so it snapped. But fortunately, it snapped after Texas, and so now I'm just using my race cap from Texas. That's great. That's <laughs> awesome. I love that. Yeah, I've, I've like I, I need to get the a little minimalist in me. I brought so much stuff. I haven't done anything. I literally brought like three pairs of goggles. That I wanted to I wanted to test stuff out though for my race, so I was like oh, it's going to be cold. Like I'll get in the water and swim. And apparently like nobody can really not open. It wasn't open for a few days or. Oh yeah. It was too windy yesterday. It was too windy. And then you have to go to the the beach, the other side to swim. Yeah. Yeah. But I did, I brought brought a lot of stuff, but. I did bring, I think three pairs of UFOs though. You did. Yeah. (laughs) So I was going to ask you, because that's how we met through UFOs, my favorite footwear company. Yeah. First, my favorite footwear company. And then second, partners of this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. So how do you, how have they been? I know they've been game changing for my training and racing and just life in general. Yeah. How has it been for you? I mean, the first time I put them on, I just like started jumping up and down and was like, these things just feel so cool. Like it just feels so good. Um, and then from that moment on, I actually, it was running shoes, cycling shoes, or UFOs is yeah. literally what I've lived in. Um, and then it, it, to me, I think the biggest like eye opener was actually after Ironman Texas. It was like, I think the biggest like test 
for them in a way, right? Yeah. Because I am like the most fatigued, the most sore that I will be, right? At, uh, after an Ironman. And so, you know, walking around um, uh, in the house without them on, and then I put them on. Um, I actually have some slippers too. So I was putting on my slippers <laughs> and I put the slippers on and I could walk so much better. Like I didn't have that little like hitch and, you know, just like slow moving and things like that. Like it was instant. And so that was the first time that I actually was able to see like the, in, like, like really, really see and feel the improvement that it can do instantly. Yeah. So it was, yeah, it was eye opening. Really no, cool. I had plantar fasciitis for a little bit and I started wearing them. And it really helped with getting rid of it faster. I mean, wow. you know, there's a lot of other things you have to do, but it was really helpful. And now I wear them around the house. Like, well, I have a pair in my swim bag. I have a pair that I only wear inside. I have a pair that I wear outside in the city. It's really, I mean, I don't really wear heels anymore. Well, the heels are so bad for you. So. I know, I know. But you know what? When you're like 5'1", you kind of have to wear them. I'm 5'3". You're not that much taller. <laughs> I know, but uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but you know, now you don't need to wear them anymore. And I haven't been like running around New York and I run around New York in my UFOs or my running shoes or yeah. my cycling shoes, but they're, it, I love them. So, and then the brand is so great. I mean, they're sponsoring all these amazing athletes like you and Matt and yeah. you know, they're here at the Ironman world championship at the finish line at the finish line. <laughs> yeah. There's a really great brand. Are you working? Do you work with any other part, uh, sponsors? Um, yeah, I do. Um, I work with Rapid Reboot. Um, they're also down the street <laughs> right yeah. now. Um, I just switched bike companies, so I'm with Ventum. Oh, um, right. Yeah. I saw Meg. I'm excited. Oh, yeah, okay. I'm so, going to do the bike with you tomorrow. Are you going to be on the bike ride tomorrow? No. Okay. Yeah, sorry. I no, have that's a lot okay. of other things to Like what? To. I don't know. Like, is there something going on that you can't I have, like, an engagement ride? this weekend. All right, all right. So. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, no. Well, sorry. It's too hilly for you, right? It is. It is. It's just, it will be, it's just going to be too fast of a pace. Yeah, so yeah, totally. I got to save it for Saturday. Yep, totally understand. But just real quick with Eventum, it's been amazing um, to me because, like, I hadn't ridden it in really bad wind until Ironman Texas and to see how that bike handles in wind is just amazing um, wow. cuz I I've ridden other bikes but that one it was just it's so stable. I kept finding myself trying to brace and then like, oh, I don't need to. I need to just trust my bike. <laughs> so. Wow, that's amazing. And that's yeah. so interesting to hear. I mean, because, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't ride a TT bike. I ride a road bike. It's very okay. different. Yeah. yeah, it's very different feel. But also, you know, I'm just, I, but I want to get a different bike. Like I want to get, I either want to get a TT bike or a more an aero road bike. Ah, uh, yeah. But I'm looking at the frames and like my size, right? Because I, you know, five one. And it's yeah. really hard to find a good frame. And I know that Ventum makes great frames for women that are, you know, of our height, right? Like yeah. for me too. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I yeah. mean, it fits me perfectly, which is awesome to, yeah, have. So you rode it at Texas. Yep. And was that your that first? That was my first race on it. Yeah. 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 And just such an awesome experience to be able to uh, race with it. And just, yeah, it corners so well. It's just, it's amazing, like what you can do with that thing. So, All right. Yeah. I'm excited to try it on Thursday morning. I can't wait. Yeah. Dia, and Dia was on the podcast. Oh, man. You're going to love it. Yeah. You're, you're I'm gonna, excited. <laughs> you might need to bring your wallet with you. <laughs> no, I'm not bringing my. <laughs> Yesterday, I went to the Iron Man shop and I was oh, like, no. I didn't want to buy anything. I, I bought a lot. 
Yeah, it's yeah. bad. You, you had to leave the wallet at home if you don't I know. want to buy anything. I know. And, and you love it. Yeah. When else are you going to be here? Yeah, totally. And I'm like, I'm not even racing. The but Iron, like, Iron Man did an amazing I love the merch. Yeah. Well, they did an amazing job with the colors on yes. the logo and stuff this year. Yeah. Like with, it just, it embodies St. George. Yeah. So it's awesome. I love that. I think that's yeah. what I wanted. Like also, like I'm, you know, doing the podcast of triathlons. <laughs> in terms of your nutrition, like what do you do? Just in general, you know, how are you, you, like, are you vegan? Are you vegetarian? Like, what's your diet normally? And then yeah. what are you doing on race day? Yeah. Um, so I have celiacs, and so I am gluten-free. And then I also have another autoimmune disease that has made me dairy-free. So with that, like, that already limits, like, the food that I can have. Like, and so um, then when I was breastfeeding, I stopped breastfeeding in January, but she wouldn't let me have eggs, chocolate, nuts, or soy. I was like, what do I eat? <laughs> right. I mean, I can't eat anything. That's why Chicken I asked. I'm like, I don't have oh. anything, any like autoimmune disease. I don't have celiac, but I have an incredibly sensitive gut. Yeah. So I'm gluten-free, dairy-free, nightshade and alliums. Oh my God. So I, I just was, you know, I'm, and I'm always looking for good nutrition, you know, in terms just on race day, like fueling stuff that yeah. works for my gut. And then also like, I'm generally like eating very plant-based. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so besides not having dairy or gluten, yeah. um, I'm like, how much food can I fit in me? Right. Kind of person. So it's just honestly like day by day what I can eat and what sounds good and things like that. Um, having a baby like does a number on your body. Yes. <laughs> Don't we know? Um, and so ever since Sydney, who's my one-year-old, like I, I haven't been able to eat like I used to. Like I would crave massive salads and stuff and I cannot have raw vegetables. Like I just, my body just won't take them. Like wow. it just yeah. won't work. And so, yeah. So it's just like been a process to relearn my new body, my new postpartum body right. like, and stuff to figure out what that needs and what it wants. Fortunately with racing, knock on wood, I've been able to just do the same thing, which is just a lot of liquid nutrition. Do you have any advice for your age group self back in the day that you've learned as a pro that you might offer? <sighs> the biggest advice, which is the one which will also not ever be heated, is be patient. I don't think that triathletes or athletes in general are very patient human beings. And so it's just... Yeah. Like I, I still am not a patient person. I think that is my hundred percent worst quality in life is, is impatience in all aspects, which, you know, having children also helps test it. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think just, just have, have patience.